Welcome back to another episode of the Clay Podcast, Courageously Leading, Always Yearning, a podcast for Christian men that want to do something more with their life, that want to uh, live up to the purpose that God has actually called them to. Uh, this is a podcast for you. And a uh, new update, we are on Apple Podcasts. So uh, we have finally made it into the Apple library. Uh, make sure you subscribe there as well. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, you're probably like, well, yeah, I know that. Uh, previously, we weren't on there. Now we are. So if that is where you uh, choose to listen, uh, please do. Uh, we would love for a rating and a review on any platform that you're listening on. We're now on all of the major platforms. So uh, with that, uh, that's how you can help this uh, show grow. You can like it, you can leave a review, uh, you can give it a rating depending on the platform that you're on, and you can share it. That's how this uh, show is going to grow is through uh, you uh, being part of the team and sharing the show with uh, your uh, brothers in Christ. And that is the point. That is the whole point of the podcast is that you leave here, uh, you tune out after these episodes, and you continue the conversation. Uh, you share it with somebody, you take the topic of conversation, the uh, perhaps the scripture, the thing that we're talking about, and you continue that conversation. Uh, this is uh, one way that you can utilize media to enhance your abilities in discipleship. Uh, you should, as a Christian man, have other men looking up to you that you know of. The reality is you have other Christian men looking up to you, or at least looking at you, wondering if you're for real or not. So uh, show them that you're for real. Be willing to have some of these uh, tougher conversations and uh, and get engaged. Get engaged in your faith. Get engaged in the mission. Uh, actually do something about what it is you say that you believe in. Let's dive in here. We're going to jump right in to the deep end today. And we're talking about the church. We're talking about the church, the thing that uh, you know and love as church, the thing that we love to beat up on, that we love to uh, talk down about. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about the the first world or the American church, the way that uh, we look at it today, the way that we often talk poorly about it, and, and the way that, uh, honestly, I, I think Satan wants us to talk about it. Uh, if there was a strategic uh, advantage to a sleepy church, it would be that the uh, church is not active and is letting the world just kind of unravel and, and do what it is that it's doing without being involved. And so if uh, you wanted to uh, pacify your opponent, uh, the best thing that you could do is to convince it that uh, evil doesn't exist, that there isn't an evil agenda at work, and that uh, there are no reasons at all for a church to be active and engaged with the community speaking against uh, perhaps the evil things in the community, or even rather uh, sharing the, the gospel, which would uh, be the priority, right? Uh, there is uh, a, a great advantage to our adversary for us to be complacent and mediocre at best and uh, uh, unengaged and comfortable and uh, doing our thing and uh, treating church as though it's uh, a tradition of old that we just need to keep doing and keep doing the same way. Now, on the flip side, uh, there are too many Christians that are disengaged from the church, from the body, and that are too quick to judge, too quick to make fun of, too quick to poke fun at the American church, and not willing to actually get engaged and be part of the solution. So that is my challenge to you today. Are you an adversary of the church, or are you part of the solution? The church at large has a dramatic, dramatic impact in communities where it is engaged in gospel-focused 
and living out the gospel in everybody's life, in, in, in ministries, and in, uh, in, in, in really uh, in, in the day-to-day life of uh, people that attend said church. Now, there is a difference between the capital C church, as we've come to call it, or rather uh, God's church, the bride, right? There's a difference there uh, between looking at uh, the larger community and then your individual community that uh, you gather with, uh, hopefully hopefully at least weekly, if not more, uh, gathering together, worshiping, praising, and being there for one another, taking care of one another's needs, and taking care of your community. That would be a church that is engaged and is involved. Now, there is this idea that we just exist to donate money and to help out with other nonprofit Christian organizations. But at one point, we didn't need a bunch of organizations to take care of our homeless or to take care of our single mothers considering abortion or to take care of our single fathers or our young uh, mothers and fathers that are just trying to figure it out or to uh, get involved in our schools and and help. Uh, We didn't need a bunch of nonprofits to figure that stuff out because the church did it. The church saw responsibility right in front of it, right in front of its eyes, and said, well, we need to do something about this. We need to reach out, and we need to show love to our community and truly be the church. And from there, relationships are built. Uh, relationships are built. The gospel is shared, and, and truth is shared. And relationships continue to get built and to built, uh, built upon. And before you know it, you have disciples making disciples in mission, on mission. Go back to episodes to uh, that uh, episode specifically where we talk about that uh, discipleship being made on mission continually. Uh, that is a, a perspective that seems to have drifted away. Now, there are many churches, and you may attend a church, that is engaged. And perhaps you are uh, involved in your homeless community and uh, doing work there and, and giving and, uh, again, engaged or the schools or, or whatever it, it may be. Or perhaps you're just writing a check and hoping for the best. And again, uh, giving is great. Uh, giving is uh, is something that uh, we should do generously and from the heart. You absolutely should be willing to do so. So check your heart when you sign that check. Are you just doing that to get yourself out of getting involved further? Is that the easy path for you? Uh, or is that what you can do, what you're willing to do, and what you're able to do at that point in time? And that's it. Okay, great. Uh, check your heart continually. Circling back to the issue in hand, we have a a catastrophic problem here in America, and that is that we are so comfortable and life has been so easy for so long. We haven't had war on our soil in years and years and years. Sure, we've had instances uh, of attack on our soil here, uh, but we are very isolated as a country. We are a world power, and we have enjoyed the fruits of those things for years upon years upon years. And that has resulted in a very soft attitude towards uh, the world around us, towards evil, towards uh, the things that your kids are dealing with on a day-to-day basis, a very soft and unassuming attitude. It makes us easy prey is what it does, that soft attitude, that soft approach. So not only do we have easy prey, but we have complacent churches who aren't engaged in gospel work, who are just doing traditional church the way that they've always done it, coming plugging in, checking the box, calling it good, and then going home. And then we have people that are so disenfranchised with the church as it is, but uh, say that they love Jesus but don't want to get involved in the body. Uh, You're not helping either. 
you're not helping if you're not engaged in uh, the work of God. It doesn't mean that you have to necessarily uh, be uh, a, a consistent member at a specific church in order to share the truth and share the gospel. But what do you do with somebody as they come to faith in Jesus? I would argue that you would continue to uh, demonstrate how you shared your faith with them so that they could continue to duplicate that, right? So what do you do when they have questions and they need community? Where are you going to find that community for them? You think that you can do it alone. You think that you can live it alone and go it alone. Uh, but the truth is you, you can't. You're not made that way. You're not made that way, and uh, you are setting uh, somebody else up for failure if that is what you are duplicating. You need a community of believers. Now, what we don't need is a bunch of Christians becoming Christians at church because what they see at church is what they're going to duplicate, is what they're going to do in their life. They're going to go, oh, this is what it means to be a Christian. It means to show up on a Sunday, stay there for an hour, hour and a half, sing some songs, listen to a message, and then do some good things in my life. That is not the uh, Christianity that we want to duplicate, but it is the Christianity that has been duplicated for year after year after year. And so what do we do here? We need to step back and take a look at the way that we do things and the heart with which we do things, the reasons behind them, the motivation behind them. Are you focused on filling your sanctuary with numbers? Are you focused on filling seats with uh, just bodies? Or are you focused on disciples getting together and being the church? being engaged in the community, going out and serving the community, being the light to our communities. How many of your neighbors do you know personally? I opened up on a recent podcast about a neighbor that uh, I've lived next to for two years that I just recently met named, uh, on name, name-to-name basis and how uh, silly that felt because I know other neighbors in our neighborhood. Uh, it's not that it's, uh, I don't know anybody, but for some reason, our, our very next-door neighbor the family living right next to us, I had not taken any time to introduce myself and start building a relationship with them. Like, how silly is, is that? Extremely silly. So my question to, to you, how many of your neighbors that don't go to your church would you grab dinner with tonight? Or would you have their family over for dinner? I hope that there's a couple that come to mind. If not, there's a great place to start. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about some ideas and some ways that uh, you could get engaged here in being the church, not making fun of it, not poking fun at it, but rather being engaged and actually being part of the body. So let's talk about some ways that you can get involved. If you are somebody who shows up on a Sunday, gets there, doesn't really say hi to anybody, gets to your seat, grabs the coffee beforehand, whatever you feel like you need to do, you sit down, you plug into church, you listen to the worship, you sing along to the songs here and there, uh, then you listen to the sermon and you peace out, and you leave as soon as it's over, as soon as service is over, you're gone. You're missing something. You're missing something entirely. I hope that uh, you're getting something out of worship. I hope that you're getting something out of that sermon. I hope that you find yourself worshiping God. Uh, but there is community and people that are there that are uh, really and should be ready and willing to have some conversations, to get to know you, and to find out how life is going for you, to be part of your life, and vice versa. If you feel like there's nobody like that at your church, well, congratulations. You just found somewhere that you can step up, you can be the light, you can be a leader, and you can set the example. So start saying hi to some people. Make it a goal to meet somebody new every time you go to church. And pay attention to the new faces that you haven't seen before. I think that it's great to spend time with and sit in the same area and get to know the same people, but mix it up. 
If you're somebody who sits on the right side of your sanctuary facing the stage every Sunday uh, in the same general row, in the same general vicinity consistently, sit on the opposite side. Sit somewhere else. Sit up closer to the stage or uh, sit uh, on the opposite side of the room. Uh, do something different. Shake it up. Meet somebody new. How habitually do we show up and attend? If you're, are, if you're somebody who is not engaged in any uh, sort of group or gathering outside of your Sunday church gathering, then look for that. Maybe your church doesn't have it. So find a couple of men and start a Bible study. Start getting together in community. And when you get together in community, uh, sure, open up the word, dive in, talk about life, do whatever you feel led to do, but have a mission, have a purpose behind what you're doing. It isn't just to get together and sit around and uh, talk about scripture, although that is great, and that is going to help you learn and get more adept and uh, dive into the word on a deeper level. Uh, It absolutely will. You'll also find yourself building more intimate relationships with uh, people if you're willing to talk about life. You can go to a Bible study and not get to know anybody for an entire year. You can absolutely done it, uh, do it. I've done it, and uh, it's it, it feels like uh, it feels kind of weird by the time you get to the end of it. Uh, you know how to go through the Bible together and to talk about uh, what something may or may not mean, but you don't know what's going on in somebody's life that's sitting across the table from you for a whole year. That's that's strange. That's really strange. That's actually super weird if you think about it. Now, uh, what, does that, what does that look like? Well, maybe your uh, group, uh, maybe you volunteer at the school. Maybe you volunteer doing some landscaping. Uh, maybe you volunteer down at the shelter. Maybe uh, you uh, get involved uh, serving your local government. They, they, there's ways to get engaged. Uh, yeah, you may not vote the same way. They may not be the people that you voted in. It doesn't mean that you can't serve them, that you can't impact them. Perhaps... Uh, perhaps the side of the aisle that they're on, maybe maybe they look differently at the other side uh, if they knew who Jesus was. Maybe maybe there's some change that happens. Uh, you and I both know that Jesus changes lives, changes hearts. 100%, you can't argue that. So what then uh, do, do you do? Well, you, you, you get involved. You keep, you keep going. You, you have uh, some sort of an action plan. You don't get together and just pontificate about life, and and you don't find yourself seeking out an echo chamber of a bunch of people that are going to agree with everything that you say. You're going to have to be a little bit vulnerable. You have to be okay with talking to people that may not see things the same way that you do. That's going to allow you to build a wider range of relationships, a wider community that you can minister to, that you can serve, that you can be engaged in and engaged with. So, uh, maybe uh, you're going to church and you do have a life group or a small group or a Bible study or whatever your church calls it, family groups, I've heard many, many different names. Uh, and, and in some way, shape, or form, it, it comes down to the same thing. It's, it's further community. It's further engagement, right? Are you volunteering with any ministries at your church? Are you engaged there? Well, maybe that's a great place to start. Maybe uh, for you, it's, oh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good for me. How can I get involved in serving my local body? How can I show love to uh, the other people that I show up at church with every Sunday? Get involved. Now, this next, this next segment here, this next section is to you who are involved in church and you think that you're doing church really, really well. Uh, you are a, a faithful attender. You show up every Sunday. You're part of uh, three different ministries. You're engaged. You show up for all of your shifts. You never miss out. When you do have to miss something, you call and you get a replacement. 
Uh, you go to church. You, If you're not able to go to service because you got double booked for uh, volunteering, then you ch- catch the sermon online later that week so you can stay caught up, so you can stay involved. Kudos to you. Well done. Well done. Uh, you go to service when, you, when you're there, you're worshiping, you raise your hands, you look like you're really getting involved, you look like you're really part of uh, whatever is going on, and that everybody can look around and see that you got your stuff together. You've got it figured out. And then you leave, and you go home, and you got your life group, small group, whatever meeting on Tuesday night or Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever it is. You go to that, you're prepared you're ready. You're, you've kept up on the material. Not everybody else has, but you have. And, and, you, and you're totally crushing it. You got all the right answers. You've thought through it. You went through the study. You went through it twice. You made extra time. And you've got everybody convinced that you've got everything figured out. And then that's life for you. Just trying to convince people that you got it all figured out. Well, welcome to it. You don't have it all figured out. You don't. That person that I just described was me for a long period of time. I had all the answers. It seemed like I had all the answers, always willing to volunteer to pray. But I was missing something dearly. I was missing something entirely. And I was missing the mission. I was missing it right in front of my face. I would tell you that I would never shy down from a conversation about Jesus. And uh, for a season of time, that would be absolutely true. And then it wasn't true anymore. I would tell you that I had all sorts of friends that weren't Christians. But then if you ask me to list them out or put them down in a name, I start writing them down. And then you ask me uh, anything about these names, anything about these people, and I couldn't tell you a dang thing. I couldn't tell you what their family life was like. I couldn't tell you how many kids they had or did not have. I couldn't tell you what their relationship status was like. I couldn't tell you how they're doing at work. I couldn't tell you how they're doing with their habits that they're trying to kick or trying to build or whatever. I couldn't tell you... Uh, where they came from, uh, what their upbringing was like, or where they were going. They were just people. They were just names. They were just names that were acquaintances that are passers-by in life. You've heard the phrase, ships passing the night, often applied to a couple who's uh, working, uh, you know, one, one, couple, one part of the couple is working during the day, one's at night, and you're just ships passing the night and not really doing life together. Well, that's how I was as a Christian. I was just ship. I was just a ship passing other ships. Just coasting through the water, just living my life, doing my thing, making sure I looked good on the outside, smelled good, behaved well, and I didn't have anybody could, that could say anything bad about me. That's what I was doing. I showed up, I sat in the same place in the sanctuary, I, I listened to the sermon, I worshiped with all my heart, I volunteered anywhere that I could. I was engaged anywhere that needed help. If somebody needed help, they knew who to ask, I'd say yes. Sometimes to a fault. That's our problem with our church. We have too many people on all of these, in all of these groups that I've, I've talked about, and all of these names. We have too many people missing the mission, missing it altogether. Too many of you are too willing to make fun of and put the church down for not being what it's supposed to be, but you're not willing to pull your pants up and get involved. And man, there's too many of you that are so involved, so so involved, missing the mission altogether. And on both sides of these spectrum, on both sides, we can come together and get to the heart of what the church is if we looked at who the church is for. Is it for you? Yeah, you could absolutely argue that. You could. But when you think about the bride, the bride, the beautiful, beautiful bride, coming down the aisle, 
on the wedding day. So much of that wedding day is so devoted to her. We like to think that the groom has anything to do with it, but man, that bride, she is the center. She is the focus. And who's the bridegroom? Who does the Bible call out as the bridegroom? Oh, that's Jesus. That's Jesus, and what a beautiful picture this is. What a beautiful picture this is. If you are missing something in this, in this picture, it's probably the fact that this bride bridegroom relationship, this metaphor, this 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 uh, this it's more than a metaphor. This is uh, this this is gospel in, in in many regards, right? Think about it. Do you think that Jesus would refer to the church the way that he does if there wasn't purpose behind it? If if you think that Jesus came and lived his life said the things that he said, died the way that he died, and conquered the grave the way that he did for no reason at all, you're, you're missing something. And if you think that that man there would look at his church and be happy with a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing, why they're there, or what the point is, I think you're sorely mistaken. That, to me, sounds like heartbreak. So when we pray, break our hearts for what breaks yours. God, intensify the burdens for the things that we should be burdened by. May this be a burden that we pick up as men, courageous leaders always yearning for more Jesus. May this be a burden that we pick up. Let's be lovers of the church. Let's be leaders in the church. Let's start seeing disciples made on mission so that Sunday morning is a time of rest, restoration, and worship, recharge for the week, for the battles ahead, so that we can lift up the name of our King together in song, in word, and in community, so that we can turn around So we can turn around and take on those battles together throughout the week, fighting for one another and fighting for those that don't know who Jesus is. Guys, this is a serious conversation. This is imperative. If you're not having this conversation, if you're not reflecting about your involvement on mission in mission, then you, my friend, are missing something. You're missing something dire. And those that God has trusted in your life to influence, those that are looking up to you, your wife, your spouse, your your uh, your 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 girlfriend, your uh, whatever, your 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 kids, your coworkers, all of these people, they're looking to you to lead, to take a step forward. And this is one way that you can do that. You can get involved, engaged. And, and on mission with the way that you view and love and, uh, and, and are part of the church. I hope, guys, that something stuck out to you in this episode, that something, a phrase, that something was worth continuing conversation about, whether you agree or disagree. Take this conversation, grab somebody, share it, and continue the conversation. Let's be those men. Let's be those courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus in our lives 
engaged on mission. I, I pray that you are sitting sitting where you're at. You're standing. You're on the treadmill. You're doing uh, whatever you're doing right now. You're listening to this. You're driving in your car. And uh, my prayer is that uh, you are feeling heavy and convicted. Convicted. About what? Well, only you know. Convicted about your heart towards the church, your behavior, your involvement, the things that you say about her, the way that you treat her. I hope and I pray that you're feeling some conviction and that you're willing to do something about it. Don't lose me on that last part, that you're willing to do something about it. Gentlemen, I love you. Praying for you. If you like this episode, if something stuck out to you, share it. I ask that you continue this message, continue the conversation. Press that share button, leave a review, uh, leave a rating, and we'll catch you on the next episode.